What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 15, Part 1 of The Guns of Shiloh. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Guns of Shiloh by Joseph A. Altscheller. Chapter 15 The Red Dawn of Shiloh. Part 1. Dick stood appalled when he heard the terrible shout in the dawn and the crash of cannon and rifles rolling down upon the Union lines. It was already a shout of triumph, and as he gazed, he saw through the woods the red line of flame sweeping on without a halt. The surprise had been complete. Hardy, leading the southern advance, struck Peabody's northern brigade and smashed it up instantly. The men did not even have time to seize their rifles. They had no chance to form into ranks, and the officers themselves, as they shouted commands, were struck down. Men killed or wounded were falling everywhere. Almost before they had time to draw a free breath, the remnants of the brigade were driven upon those behind it. Hardy also rushed upon Sherman. But there he found a foe of tough metal, the man who had foreseen the enormous extent of the war, although taken by surprise too, did not lose his courage or presence of mind. His men had time to seize their arms, and he formed a hasty line of battle. He also had the forethought to send word to the general in his rear to close up the gap between him and the next general in the line. Then he shifted one of his own brigades until there was a ravine in front of it to protect his men and he hurried a battery to his flank. Never was Napoleon's maxim that men are nothing, a man is everything more justified. And never did the genius of Sherman shine more brilliantly than on that morning. It was he, alone, cool of mind and steady in the face of overwhelming peril, who first faced the southern rush. He inspired his troops with his own courage, and though pale of face, they bent forward to meet the red whirlwind that was rushing down upon them. Like a blaze running through dry grass, the battle extended in almost an instant along the whole front, and the deep woods were filled with the roar of eighty thousand men in conflict, and Grant, as at Donelson, was far away. The thunder and blaze of the battle increased swiftly and to a frightful extent. The southern generals, eager, alert, and full of success, pushed in all their troops. The surprised northern army was giving away at all points, except where Sherman stood. Hardy continued his rush, broke the northern line asunder, and his brigades, wrapping themselves around Sherman, strove to destroy him. 
although he saw his lines crumbling away before him sherman never flinched the ravine in front of him and rough ground on one side defended him to a certain extent the men fired their rifles as fast as they could load and reload and the cannon on their flanks never ceased to pour shot and shell into the ranks of their opponents the gunners were shot down but new ones rose at once in their places the fiercest conflict yet seen on american soil was raging here north would not yield south ever rushed anew to the attack and a vast cloud of mingled flame and smoke enclosed them both dick had stood as if petrified staring at the billows of flame while the thunder of great armies in battle stunned his ears he realized suddenly that he was alone colonel kenton had said the night before that he did not know what to do with him but that he would find a way in the morning but he had been forgotten and he knew it was natural that he should be his fate was but a trifle in the mighty event that was passing there was no time for anyone in the southern army to bother about him and then he understood too that he was free the whole orphan brigade had passed on into the red heart of the battle and had left him there alone now his mind leaped out of its paralysis all his senses became alert in that vast whirlwind of fire and smoke no one would notice that a single youth was stealing through the forest in an effort to rejoin his own people action followed swift upon thought he curved about in the woods and then ran rapidly toward the point where the fire seemed thinnest he did not check his pace until he had gone at least a mile and then he paused to see if he could tell how the battle was going its roar seemed louder than ever in his ears and in front of him was a vast red line which extended an unseen distance through the forest now and then the wild and thrilling rebel yell rose above the roar of cannon and the crash of rifles dick saw with a sinking of the heart and yet he had known that it would be so that the red line of flame had moved deeper into the heart of the northern camp it had passed the northern outposts and at many points it had swept over the northern center he feared that there was but a huddled and confused mass beyond it he saw something lying at his feet it was a confederate military cloak which some officer had cast off as he rushed to the charge he picked it up threw it about his own shoulders and then tossed away his cap if he fell in with confederate troops they would not know him from one of their own and it was no time now to hold cross-examinations he took a wide curve and after another mile came to a hillock upon which he stood a little while panting and again he was appalled at the sight he beheld bull run and donelson were small beside this here eighty thousand men were locked fast in furious conflict raw and undisciplined many of these farmer lads of the west and south were but in battle they showed a courage and tenacity not surpassed by the best trained troops that ever lived the floating smoke reached dick where he stood stung his eyes and a powerful odor of burned gunpowder assailed his nostrils but neither sight nor odors held him back instead they drew him on with overwhelming force he must rejoin his own and do his best however little it counted in the whole it was now well on into the morning of a brilliant and hot sunday he did not know it but the combat was raging fiercest then around the little church which should have been sacred drawing a deep breath of an air which was shot with fire and smoke and which was hot to his lungs dick began to run again almost before he noticed it 
he was running by the side of a southern regiment which had been ordered to veer about and attack some new point in the northern line keeping his presence of mind he shouted with them as they rushed on and presently dropped away from them in the smoke he was conscious now of a new danger twigs and bits of bark began to rain down upon him and he heard the unpleasant whistle of bullets over his head they were the bullets of his own people seeking to repel the southern charge a minute later a huge shell burst near him covering him with flying earth at first he thought he'd been hit by fragments of the shell but when he shook himself he found that he was all right he took yet a wider curve and before he was aware of the treacherous ground plunged into a swamp bordering one of the creeks he stood for a few moments in mud and water to his waist but he knew that he had passed from the range of the union fire twigs and bark no longer fell around him and that most unpleasant whiz of bullets was gone he pulled himself out of the mire and ran along the edge of the creek toward the roar of the battle he knew now that he had passed around the flank of the southern army and could approach the flank of his own he ran fast and then began to hear bullets again but now they were coming from the southern army he threw away the cloak and presently he emerged into a mass of men who under the continual urging of their officers were making a desperate defense firing drawing back reloading and firing again in front the woods swarmed with the southern troops who drove incessantly upon them dick snatched up a rifle plenty were lying upon the ground where the owners had fallen with them and fired into the attacking ranks then he reloaded swiftly and pressed on toward the union center what troops are these he asked of an officer who was knotting a handkerchief about a bleeding wrist from illinois who are you i'm lieutenant richard mason of colonel arthur winchester's kentucky regiment i was taken prisoner by the enemy last night but i escaped this morning do you know where my regiment is keep straight on and you'll strike it or what's left of it if anything at all is left it's a black day dick scarcely caught his last words as he dashed on through bullets shell and solid shot over slain men and horses over dismantled guns and gun carriages and into the very heart of the flame and smoke the thunder of battle was at its height now because he was in the center of it the roar of the great guns was continuous but the unbroken crash of rifles by the scores of thousands was fiercer and more deadly the officer had pointed toward the kentucky regiment with his sword and following the line dick ran directly into it the very first face he saw was that of colonel winchester dick my lad shouted the colonel where have you come from from the southern army i was taken prisoner last night almost within sight of our own but when they charged this morning they forgot me and here i am colonel winchester suddenly seized him by the shoulders and pushed him down the regiment was behind a small ridge which afforded some protection and all were lying down except the senior officers welcome dick to our hot little camp the chances are about a hundred percent out of a hundred percent that this is the hottest place on earth today. the long thin figure of warner lay pressed against the ground a handkerchief stained red was bound about his head and his face was pale but indomitable courage gleamed from his eyes just beyond him was pennington unhurt thank god you haven't fallen and that i've found you exclaimed dick i don't know whether you're so lucky after all said warner the johnnies have been mowing us down they dropped on us so suddenly this morning that they must have been sleeping in the same bed with us last night and we didn't know it 
i hear that we're routed nearly everywhere except here and where sherman stands look out here they come again they saw tan faces and fierce eyes through the smoke and the bullets swept down on them in showers lucky for them that the little ridge was there and that they had made up their minds to stand to the last they replied with their own deadly fire yet many fell despite the shelter and to both left and right the battle swelled afresh dick felt again that rain of bark and twigs and leaves sometimes a tree cut through at its base by cannon-balls fell with a crash along the whole curving line the southern generals ever urged forward their valiant troops and now the courage and skill of sherman shone supreme dick saw him often striding up and down the lines ordering and begging his men to stand fast although they were looking almost into the eyes of their enemies the conflict became hand to hand and assailant and assailed reeled to and fro but sherman would not give up the fiercest attacks broke in vain on his iron front mcclernand with whom he had quarreled the day before as to who should command the army while grant was away came up with reinforcements and seeing what the fearless and resolute general had done yielded him the place the last of the charges broke for the time upon sherman and his exhausted regiment uttered a shout of triumph but on both sides of him the southern troops drove their enemy back and yet further back breckinridge along with lick creek was pushing everything before him the bishop general was doing well many of the northern troops had not yet recovered from their surprise a general and three whole regiments struck on every side were captured it seemed that nothing could deprive the southern army of victory absolute and complete general johnston had marshaled his troops with superb skill and intending to reap the full advantage of the surprise he continually pushed them forward upon the shattered northern lines he led in person and on horseback the attack upon the federal center around and behind him rode his staff and the wild rebel yell swept again through the forest when the soldiers saw the stern and lofty features of the chief whom they trusted leading them on but fate in the very moment of triumph that seemed overwhelming and sure was preparing a terrible blow for the south a bullet struck johnston in the ankle his boot filled with blood and the wound continued to bleed fast but despite the urging of his surgeon who rode with him he refused to dismount and have the wound bound up how could he dismount at such a time when the battle was at its height and the union army was being driven into the creeks and swamps he was wounded again by a piece of shell and he sank dying from his horse his officers crowded around him seeking to hide their irreparable loss from the soldiers the most costly death with the exception of stonewall jackson's sustained by the confederacy in the whole war but the troops borne on by the impetus that success and the spirit of johnston had given them drove harder than ever against the northern line they crashed through it in many places seizing prisoners and cannon almost the whole northern camp was now in their possession and many of the southern lads hungry from scanty rations had stopped to seize the plenty that they found there but enough persisted to give the northern army no rest and press it back nearer and nearer to the marshes end of chapter fifteen part one with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.